Hi, welcome to Creatively Cultured. I am your host, Ashley Amina, and here we'll be having candid conversations on all things that will enhance your creative journey. Let's get to it. Hey there, welcome back. Thanks so much for joining. I was absent last week, I know. Um, life, life, no excuses, just life. Um, but we're here, and today I want to talk to you guys about portfolios. I know, I know, I know. Um, I look at them all day. Like, literally 60% of my work is reviewing portfolios. Um, unfortunately I'm not sitting around like giving feedback. I wish I could. Um, but majority of my work is reviewing portfolios and studying talent, um, from the information they give us. So, um, I've been getting a lot of questions about what the right portfolio looks like. I've been sent a lot of portfolios that look great. Um, I've been asked to review portfolios and sometimes I just don't have the time, Um, Let me know if that's something you'd like because I might have to carve out time for that because I actually really, really enjoy it. Um, But all in all, um, we're going to talk about portfolios today. Uh, The ideal portfolio, the portfolio that's going to put you on top of the stack, the portfolio that's going to work for you. Um, Because essentially that's what it's supposed to do. I think um, a lot of us kind of get caught up in, and and I say us because I'm speaking for myself as well. Um, we kind of get caught up in like doing the work, which is great. Like the work is great, you know, like getting your hands wet, getting, you know, the experience you need. It's amazing. Um, but I think sometimes as creatives, we forget to take a step back and collect our work and tell a story with our work and let our work do some work for us, you know, um, I oftentimes forget that. Sometimes I'm like, dang, like, I need to have my shit together. Like, your portfolio is basically like a running business card, but more than that. Like, it's telling the entire story. It's showing me what exactly you can do. It's answering all the questions I might have off the top of my mind. You know what I mean? It's it's basically saying, hey, this is who you need. Um, So... I've noticed there are five things that I have that I think are is really, really important for a bomb portfolio. Um, and I'm going to go through the five with you guys, but by all means, like these five things are not like any kind of way of structuring or anything like that. It's just five things that I feel like every portfolio needs. Um, the number one would be when you're placing your work on your portfolio, um, I would say put all of the work that show kind of like put all of the work that is a great example of all of the work you'd like to do in the future in the front. So I know a lot of us like we're like, well, like I really, really want to work with Nike, but um, I did work with this small shoe company here in Houston, Texas, but a lot of like the bigger names I've been working with is like AT&T and Target, right? I know we're like 
we want to put those AT&T and Target in the front just to say, hey, we've worked on large brands, you know, which is great. I love the thinking there. But um, the hiring manager, yes, they want to know, like, can you work on a large campaign or X, Y, Z? But then more so, number one is, do you have the vision um, to work on maybe the product or experience that we're trying to work on? And although you've worked with a big company, for example, called AT&T, it's nowhere near what a manager at Nike is looking for. So putting that AT&T um, piece of work first really doesn't sell your story the best. So I would say put all of the work that is a reflection or is hinting or pointing to where you'd like to go one day and like put that first, like pe- to be honest with you, no one really has time to be like digging through portfolios. So people are going to gravitate to what catches their eye first and people are going to gravitate towards the industry they're working in. They're going to want to see the, what are, how are we alike is what that piece of, of your portfolio does. It answers that question. How are we alike? Are we the same? Do we understand the same things? Um, so I really would like emphasize on that first. Like you want to put your be- best foot forward. Um, and just because you worked with a large company doesn't necessarily mean that's your best foot. It just means it was your your biggest brand, but it doesn't mean it was your best foot forward. And nine times out of 10, the work that is pointing towards where you want to go is where you're probably going to flex your talent the most. It's probably where you do your best work. So why even play yourself by putting work in the forefront just because of how big the brand was? Like, it doesn't do its justice, you know? Um, Number two would be, I know, and it sounds so simple, but contact information, guys. Like, I come across so many so many portfolios that do not have contact info and I'm looking like what the hell and because I'm looking at these portfolios all day I have to be honest sometimes if I don't see a portfolio you might get lost you know although I'm like damn this person's dope like you would have to be like out the water stand out for me to be like all right let me go find a way how to hunt this person down but oftentimes, if you're like kind of okay or you're nice and there's no contact information, I'm nine times out of 10 not about to go through hoops to get in contact with you. Um, for me, that just says enough. Like, you're like, I mean, I don't want to jump to any conclusions. You might have simply just forgot, but that too says something. Like, why put all this stuff together if the person that's trying to pay you can't even contact you? And I know a lot of us really like this whole like contact form thing. Um, I used to really like it as well because I was able to like gauge who wanted to get in contact with me before I just gave out my email like that. Um, But guys, if you're not getting like loads of content, like loads and loads and loads of emails a day, it's bullshit. Like (laughs) it's bullshit only because like as a recruiter and I all I have is a contact form. Like I said, if your portfolio really blows me out the water, like I said, I'm going to do whatever to get in contact with you. And nine times out of 10, I probably won't even use that contact form. My first go-to is let me go see if you're on LinkedIn, because at least I know it's more of a reputable, like not that your portfolio isn't reputable, but people are more active on 
on LinkedIn. It's it's somewhat a social media platform. Um, so I would go there. But when I see the contact form, it just makes me think that you're probably not going to see it anytime soon. I mean, I know all of us have, you know, our back end set up differently. Some of you guys, it comes to your email immediately. Um, some of you guys don't have it set up that way, which makes it um, kind of like discouraging to use because I'm not sure how soon you're going to get that email. And for my job particularly, I'm looking to fill roles like almost ASAP. So... With that being said, contact information, guys. Make it clear how to contact you. Um, if you want them to like go to your LinkedIn, share your LinkedIn, like however you want them to contact you, please share that information. I say an email does just fine. Um, but whichever fits your preference, but please don't make contacting you hard. Um, and try to make it as easy and clear and straight to the point as possible. People the people who are really serious about hiring you, they want to talk to you ASAP. So I would say find a way around that. Number three would be your story. You're about me, your why, all of that good stuff. I know I used to think like that stuff is not that serious, but it is y'all. It answers all, if not all, but like Maybe 60% of the things that people want to know when they're looking to see if they want to hire or work with you. They want to understand like who you are, what are you about, your background, um, have you lived in a different country? Like your about me doesn't need to be like, I went to school for this and I worked here and I like I get it. Yes, name drop all you want. But in reality, some people just want to know like what's your personality like? Like, especially depending on what kind of craft you have. Like for example, when I'm looking for copywriters, like when I see an about me that's well written, that is kind of quirky, like I'm like, ooh, you'd be great for social. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it shares their work in a really unique way outside of the actual like published work. I can see like, oh, wow, you have a great personality or um, sharing that you've lived in Barcelona for some time. Like that lets me know that you are somewhat cultured and, you know, sharing that, you know, you are really into reading certain types of books lets me know, like, like guys, you have to understand a lot of the projects we're working on, like, and when I say we, I mean people, people and creatives are working on, we work for the culture. We are creating work that is representing someone else outside there, outside in the world. Um, so, there's no one outside in the world that's just bland. You know what I mean? Like everybody has something to them. And the more that you're able to share, the more that I can connect with you, the more that I can see what you're about, the more questions you're answering from me, the more of an understanding I have of who you are, the type of work that you're producing and what kind of project you might fit into. So I say, let go of like the whole like I went to school here and all that stuff like I mean yeah share it but like let it be a little bit more really who you are share yourself almost like you do on your social media platform so that would be my take on that um my number four is flex your passion projects y'all do not understand how much hiring managers potential clients love to see your own work and I love when I see your own work because I feel like you have the opportunity to do everything you wanted your way you know what I mean like you didn't have to 
make compromises with a project because you were working with this client and this is the work you're showing. Like, no, your personal projects, your passion projects are all done 100% your way. And to my other point, tells a lot about your craft, a lot about the way you work, a lot about the way you see the world. You know what I mean? And these things are really, really, really important as a professional creative because as a creative, you are here, once again, I said this before, you are here to tell stories of someone else in the world. So um, I love passion projects. I think, I think it says a lot. It says a lot about your ethic as well. And it says a lot about your confidence, you know, like doing things on your own. It's bomb. And um, a lot of some of the managers, like hiring managers, which are mainly creative directors, love to see that because they know like, okay, like, what are you about? Forget the work you've done with AT&T and and Nike and all these other people. What about you? And then it's like, oh, snap, like you're actually way better than the shit that you did with them. So I would say keep flexing your personal projects, keep working on your personal projects, keep keep sharing them because that speaks volumes uh, about the type of work that you can do, the craft that you have. Um, so yeah, last but not least, um, background information. And this kind of goes back to number one about sharing your best foot forward, right? Now, a lot of us will, a lot of us probably think like, let me take that back. A lot of us are consumers. All of us are consumers. Some of, we're a consumer to something. And when we see an ad or a project or a video or something that entertains us, that is all we see. We get the finished product, product right? We don't get anything else. Um, and I think sometimes when we create our portfolios, we create it with the same mindset of a consumer and we have to reverse that. Um, remember, or if you don't know, rather, um, the creative team generally in the in the world of business sits under marketing. Um, at Meta, not necessarily, but like out in the world, majority of the time, the creative leg of the team of the company usually sits under marketing. So you have to put your marketing hats on, y'all. And this also says a lot about your understanding and your level of experience in this industry because, like I said, you, as a creative, you are here to tell stories of others and you are also here. And because you're telling stories of others, you're connecting with others. And that is the essence of marketing, essentially. Um, so with that being said, when you're sharing your work, put some background information. What was the ask? What was the problem at hand? What were you guys trying to solve? Um, who was the audience for? What platforms were they shared on? All of these things matter because if you are strategic, you will know you, all the thinking that goes into this work, who it's talking to is important, where it's being shared is important. What is the ask is super important. These things are super important. And when you share this information, you are letting the viewer know that you are strategic about your work. You're not just good at what you do, but you're thoughtful. You know what I mean? You're innovative and you understand what you're here to do, which essentially is to market half of the time. So not all of us, but 
a lot of creatives and a lot of what where we the spaces we're able to work in and where we're able to make a revenue from is a place of marketing so um I think sharing that background information is very informative to the viewer because I can now understand why this approach was taken for this video or for this photo or for whatever. Like what is it? And sometimes it's not a story that you're telling. I mean, sometimes it's not a problem that you're solving. It's a story that you are telling. Um, share that story. What's the story? What was, what was going on at the time? Why was this person picked? What was the holiday that we were trying to address? share that stuff it really really tells the viewer a lot guys let's stop holding back like we know why we're doing this stuff and i know we're trying to like we think that it's all about aesthetics i ain't gonna lie the aesthetics do matter um but share as much information as you can in regards to the project because that will also give me a better view at what i'm looking at um please remember when you are creating your portfolio, switch it to marketing. Take off your consumer hat. You're not just here to um, share what you did. You're here to share why you did it, how you did it, and the understanding behind what you did. So those are my five points for you guys. To me, that is what an ideal portfolio entails of. Guys, I promise you, like, if there's anything you need to invest in, it's your portfolio. Make it accessible, make it clear, make it everywhere. Guys, if you have a LinkedIn, tag it to your LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn, you need to get on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, but all in all, like your portfolio is really what is going to sell you, not a resume, especially in the creative industry. I mean, a resume is great. I'm not saying don't have one, have one, but you really need to put all of your efforts into a portfolio. That is where the juice is at. Guys, that's all I have for you today. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm always here. DM me, message me. I'm always here. Um, a few things I do want to ask of you guys. If you could please leave a review, that would be so appreciative. It does a lot for the podcast. It helps the podcast reach more people like you. Um, anyone that you feel like may need to listen, please give it a share. Uh, share it with your followers if you really care to so much. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really do appreciate you guys. And I love chatting with y'all. Um, until next time. Bye. Bye.